Hello everyone, this is Captain Bradley Hargis with the Salvation Army of Fort Smith, and you're listening to the Above the Waves podcast, a show where we aim to inspire listeners through the example of love and service presented by Jesus Christ, the Messiah. So today we're talking about wisdom as found in Proverbs 28 and James chapter 3. This series written for the new year is all about getting into step with the things the Bible tells us to walk in. We are encouraged to walk in obedience, wisdom, love, and light. Last week we looked into the topic of obedience. This week our talk is on wisdom. So what does it mean to live by wisdom? How do we come to grips with biblical ideas and make them something we don't just have to do but want to do? In this week's talk, it's all about wisdom. Our text today is going to be from Proverbs chapter 28, verse 26, and James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18. And both of them will be found from the New Living Translation. It says this in Proverbs chapter 28, Those who trust in their own insight are foolish, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. And in the same way, James chapter 3, verses 13 through 18 says, If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting or lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For whenever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is pure. It is loving, gentle, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. This week's episode explores what wisdom has to offer our lives. Wisdom enables us to live more closely to the kind of life that God asks of us. First in Proverbs chapter 28, we see two kinds of people. The first person is someone who walks in wisdom and another person who walks in foolishness. As I mentioned this, you're probably thinking of some people you know. You're probably thinking of that person in traffic or that person you ran into in Walmart. Uh, You might even be thinking, gosh, there's a lot of foolish people out there, but that's just not me. So we must ask the question, well, what's the qualifications of a fool? The job description of a fool doesn't sound good at all, and this is no surprise to us. The verse for this week shows us that one trait of a fool is being a person who relies on his own mind. Did you hear that? A person who relies on themselves. So many things in culture groom us to believe that ultimate truth is somehow within us. What this ought to tell us is that there is some kind of quality of wisdom that lies beyond our natural self. It's a fairly popular idea in society that all the truth we need exists within. This idea stands in direct opposition to what the truth of Scripture suggests. As surely as the shortest distance between two places is a straight line, the quickest way to failure is to trust in one's own self first and foremost. So Proverbs tells us that we don't have it within ourselves. We don't got this. It's telling us we need help. I want you to think about a time in your life when you felt foolish because you had a lapse in judgment or maybe you simply just didn't possess the information needed to succeed. 
Well, here is one such story. I know when I was 16, I was so excited. I, I really had been asking uh, for my dream car, which my dream car at that time was a Jeep Wrangler. I mean, who wouldn't want a fully lifted Jeep that you can just run out in the mud and just have a lot of fun with? And wouldn't you know, 16th birthday rolls around, and what's in the driveway? A black 1992 Jeep Wrangler YJ. It was totally awesome. I was super excited. And I do know that the Jeep, though, um, while it was um, new, um, it was new to me. Um, someone had owned it before, and it did need a little bit of work. And so I decided that I was going to put my mechanic cap on and uh, do a lot of the work and put in the sweat equity to fix this Jeep up and make it really nice. One of the things that was wrong with it was actually the brakes. In the back, they were drum brakes. And as you know, drum brakes have a lot of pieces. So I went down to the local hardware store. I got everything I needed. I was so excited. And I'm out in the parking lot uh, changing out these brakes. My dad, who's really mechanical, comes out a couple times and asks me, Hey, are you okay out there? Do you need any help? Oh no, Dad, I'm good. Oh no, Dad, I'm good. Was kind of the response that I gave multiple times. He came out again another 15 minutes later. Are you good out here? Is everything going the way you expect it to be? Oh yeah, it's great, it's great. And wouldn't you know, after I thought I had gotten done, he came out one more time. And he says, are you sure you got this? And I said, oh yeah, I'm kind of finishing up now. Things are looking great. And he says, are you sure? And I said, absolutely, this is going to be awesome. And he says, well, you need to look down on the ground. you got three pieces still down there. And I do know that whenever I saw those pieces sitting there, I felt very foolish. That I had really great intentions. I meant to do well. I had everything I needed to succeed. But I just didn't succeed because I didn't ask for help. I was relying upon a very limited knowledge base that I did not possess because I was not a mechanic. I was just excited about it. And in the same way... Uh, that's kind of what this is talking about. And self-depreciation humor will not get us there. Um, even human wisdom doesn't get us there. The Bible actually lets us in on what the foundation of wisdom is. In Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, it says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. This fear can be regarded as a reverent attitude towards Yahweh. This is exactly what we talked about in last week's episode about obedience. To review, obedience to God isn't about happiness or blessedness. It's not about God bailing us out whenever suffering comes or God taking away hurt or pain. It doesn't insulate us from those things. It's all about closeness. We might find that whenever we're not running from God's will, we're nearer to His heart. What could we possibly find nearer to heart than joy and blessings whenever we are pursuing God? We do not seek refuge from God's wrath through obedience. Rather, we seek to be near Him. As Jesus says in John chapter 14, verse 15, If we love Him, we'll keep His commands. And this is the purest expression of love and gratitude. In this way, obedience is both for our sakes and it's also for God's. How should we understand the fear of the Lord? It is enough to know that when we begin to seek true wisdom, not just the wisdom of the world or our natural inclination, but seeking after God with reverence is the start of the journey. 
Whenever we are looking to start in anything, we need to seek God's wisdom, and that is always a step in the right direction. Does this mean that there is only foolishness in the natural world? Well, strictly speaking, no. In fact, it would be foolish to attempt to wholly detach from the world for the sake of finding wisdom. Even Jesus was known to reach for the wisdom of people whenever it came to his teaching. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus speaks of wolves dressed as sheep. We all remember this story. But what is the likely origin of this story? Well, you might be surprised that it's actually one of Aesop's fables. Aesop, who lived before Jesus' physical incarnation, would have been widely known in the Eastern world, and Jesus uses this to actually further his message. However, there is a clear difference between God's wisdom and even the wisdom of very wise people like Aesop. James 3, 13-18 talks about two kinds of wisdom. James writes that there is a type of wisdom that is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. In fact, it's as if he's saying it's harmful to our relationship with God and God's purpose within this world. In contrast, James speaks about God's wisdom as something being pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, and it will produce good fruit, it's impartial, and it's sincere. There is a clear distinction between the wisdom we might find amongst our peers and the wisdom we find when seeking the heart of God. Now think back a little bit, back to 2009. Derek Webb, one of my favorite actually Christian singers, he was the lead singer of Cademan's Call, released a song called The Spirit Verse the Kick Drum. In the lyrics of this song, Webb contrasts the wisdom of man and the wisdom of God in kind of a fun way. He speaks about a man at war with himself, and these are the words that are actually coined to the song. He says, I don't want the spirit, I just want the kick drum. I don't want the son, I want a jury of peers. And I don't want the father, I just want a vending machine. When we hear words like that, they sure put it in perspective. The song warns us that whenever we trade in our respect and view of God, he can become just a kick drum. Or maybe we seek after jury or peers, or even view him as a vending machine. It's as if as we totally neglect Proverbs 28. In modern terms, Scripture might say that when we trust in our own insight, we're bluntly acting pretty stupid. But let's get really practical for a minute. How do we actually walk in God's wisdom? Is it an arduous journey or a loathsome task? Is it more an exercise in patience? and a fulfilling labor of love? Well, the answer is no. The path to wisdom is straight and simple. Remember, the shortest distance between two places is a straight line. The quickest way to failure is to trust in oneself first and foremost. Again, James writes about wisdom and helps us out. In James 1.5, he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, well, ask God for it, and he gives it away generously. Without reproach, and it'll be given to him. This wisdom is accessible to anyone who asks. We might just see this as being very simplistic, but if we ask, he does give it away. We also see this also in the life of Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 1-15, through 15, whenever he had a simple request to God, and all he asked for was wisdom. Remember, James is the younger brother of Jesus, and he spent most of his life learning from Jesus. James writes one of the shorter and more blunt letters in the New Testament, yet it is also one of the richest ones found and loaded with wisdom. 
we might speculate that James garnered so much wisdom from the time he spent in the presence of Jesus that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom easily could be said by him. Fear is reverence, which produces closeness and obedience. Wisdom may be known as nothing more or less than enlightened obedience, that is. Wisdom may be nothing more. But everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. And we all know that that's found in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Matthew 7 contains Jesus' famous illustration contrasting two foundations for life. One is lived according to his teaching, and the other is not. This is actually telling us that foundations do matter, both in construction and in the way a person views the world. Those who follow Jesus' teaching are more like the wise man who built his house upon the rock. The question today, as we end our talk, is which one will you choose? Will it be the foundation of sand? It could also be renamed the foundation of our own intellect, our own ideas, our own wisdom, or will they be found on the rock, on the wisdom of God, the wisdom of his scripture? Proverbs and James encourages us to choose the foundation on the rock, and may you choose that foundation today as we've looked at James and also as we've looked at Proverbs chapter 28. Thank you for listening to the Above the Waves podcast with your host, Captain Bradley Hargis. We hope that you enjoyed our study on wisdom. And we also, if you're looking for more information, you can head over to SalvationArmyFS.org and sign up for our email list, or also visit us on Facebook at SalArmyFortSmith. Thank you again for joining us for this episode, and we hope you come back next week as we're going to discuss the love of God in week three of our Fresh Start series. Have a blessed week. Take care.